bedroom in exurban atlanta welcome to the goblin seedless podcast everybody thanks for listening i'm don i'm jeff and i'm jerry this is an ideologically diverse podcast by atheists because we talk about a lot of things not just atheism we will challenge your assumptions and ours too definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir but to critique ridicule and poke fun at anyone especially ourselves so join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from this secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything or anything you hear in this podcast, or anywhere else for that matter, until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, duck go, go that shit. shit. You guys thought that was a little too funny. I thought I had messed up. We had been warned that there could be little editing done on this one. So the podcast you hear is going to be... <laughs> the podcast the, you get. Pretty much. No. It's... That does prove beyond a shadow of doubt that you're definitely out of Google jail because you were able to edit the script. I'm out of G jail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> after, you know, after a while, they probably will get into incarceration. Yeah. Maybe that'll be a thing. Maybe that'll be a punishment. Digital Actual. jail. The man will cut off your yeah. internet yeah. access oh or your like, mobile device. What time's the game this weekend? Right. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're staying home and not yeah. doing a thing. Yeah. G jail. G jail. Oh man. Implications are not good. All right. Well, this like is that. episode fifty-five. Oh, double nickels. Double nickels. Uh, I'm going to show my age. The first thing that came to mind was Sammy Hagar. Can't drive fifty-five. Mm. Which was the speed that limit? That did not come to mind at all. You know? mm. What would you have? Like fifty-five gallon barrel or something? The, the what you were going to say. Oh, the, uh, the speed, the speed limit. limit. Uh, and that was from 74 to 87. Right. That you was could like not... the oil embargo yeah. thing. Was that the thing that kind of Gas lines. Gas lines. Yep. Even yep. days, odd days, all that stuff. So I remember that. That stuff. was the highest speed limit in the country for 13 years. That and would it not, was, not it was, get passed today. No. No. There's no um, not a Not a friggin' chance. And what, what year did they take that away? 87. Oh, okay. Right. 74 to 87. But now, do you, you guys are probably too young to remember the oil embargo and the gas lines and stuff like that. I remember it. I remember them. I wasn't driving. Yeah, I remember the auto parts store I used to work at. The big sellers during that time were siphon tubes. Oh, yeah. And locking gas caps. Yep. Uh, Those, yeah. That's a not, times. <laughs> not sold together. Uh, <laughs> sold separately. Well, no, the same guy, but, you know, he was going to lock his he cap. He was going to lock his cap, right. but he was going to get some somebody mm-hmm. else's gas. And I did not I did not know the factoid. That was an interesting fact I ran across. If you take the numbers 1 through 10 and add them together, it's 55. Dang, you are good with the math. math. Which you gives me a really math. good factoid for 66 coming up in the <laughs> 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 Jeff, so, what are you drinking? Oh, I am drinking. Oh, so I'm doing uh, two nitros tonight. I have, uh, and these are both from Left Hand, which I can't remember where they're from. Colorado. Colorado. I think they, you're right. So this one is a white Russian with coffee and vanilla added, and it kind of tastes like a white Russian. I don't know if you've... You kind of turned, you kind of like 
Being a face. Well, it takes a while. You have did to, you need three sips? I did. Three sips. And, but it's it's not the typical kind of nitro, but it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that means he didn't like yeah, it. That, that is what that <laughs> it's interesting. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to get a six-pack of these things. Usually interesting is followed by but. It's interesting, but. but I it's not my kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably not buy another. But <laughs> That's all you need But it was know. fun to try. I'm drinking tap water from your fridge. Because you're sick. I'm drinking Exurban Atlanta <laughs> tap water on the rocks. Quarto County's bill. Um, indeed. I've had, a, I've had a cold all week, and... I needed to keep my powder dry for Saturday. That's right. There you go. Which is a strong beer fest. So, but when you hear this podcast, I'll I will be drying out. <laughs> where, where is that at? Where's the strong beer? In, uh, little Brecky five points. Oh, yeah. nice. Yep. Where the weird come to mingle. Yes. Little five points, Atlanta. Yeah, and, and you, very nice. We saw the the, uh, the list of the. Um, the beers that are going to be there, and what, one of them you said was like an eighteen point five percent. I don't know how that's classified as a. It's a beer. That's like a liquor. It's like yeah. brandy. That's yeah. crazy. So it's going to be interesting. And Don? Uh, and I'm having, don't make fun because I've had this before, but I've had the brand before. I don't know that I've had this particular one. This is one of the Gnarly Heads. This Gnarly. Is the authentic <laughs> Harvest Blend. It's not as dark as their uh, authentic dark blend, but it's very, very it looks good. It's pretty dark. Yeah. It's not bad. I, it's uh, another red blend, which, you know, I like the red blends. Mm-hmm. And uh, very good, very tasty. So yeah. we should start the pod with a with a with a bit of a celebration, well, or a little bit of yeah, a little sad news. It, it, it is, a little somber it is, music. It is no, not, it is not sad news. <laughs> like, happy days are here again, because online troll Dave Rubin is no longer an atheist. Normally, you know, when somebody leaves the squad, the tent, the, you the know, group. it's like, oh man, that, that's a bummer. Yeah, this we lost one. Abs- this, this is a, a net positive. This is addition positive. by subtraction. It truly is. I don't think I would ever have thought I would utter these words, but thank God for Jordan Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) He was allegedly talked out of being an atheist by Jordan Jordan Peterson. Peterson. And this happened last month. Don and I had no clue yeah. until you dropped it in our in our signal group with right, a right. with the video that we both said we're not clicking on that, that shit. We're yeah. not watching it. So, what did the video say? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, this is uh, from the Unbelievable Podcast. Okay. Which we've talked about on the show. Yeah. Before. I mean, it's it's an interesting podcast. You know, they usually have an atheist versus a, versus a Christian. But it's a very normally a very friendly conversation. You know, mm-hmm. Justin Barley does a really good job of moderating. So he's done two live events in California. One was with Ryan Bell and Josh McDowell, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this one he did with uh, uh, Dave Rubin and John Lennox, Lennox, who's I think a Scottish. He's um, he's from over somewhere on the British over Isles. Over there, yeah. I'm I, I'm thinking it was Scotland. So anyway, it's supposed to be also set up as an atheist versus a, a theist or Christian type debate. That's how it was promoted. Well, as you listen to the uh, the podcast, Dave pretty much reveals early on, well, I'm not so much an atheist anymore. I'm more of a classical atheist. Is that what he says? <laughs> 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 kind of like the classical. Classical liberal. liberal. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's like, just say it. You're a libertarian. Just, yeah. Yeah. And just say it. You're a Jordan Petersonite. There you go. Which but I don't you know. think he's done. You think he's just got his finger in the air, seeing which way the wind's blowing. I do think that's what he's doing because yeah. that's where the money is. Obviously, yeah. I mean, that's why he's kind of gone. That's where the money with is. The money now. train on 
Yeah, I mean, Jordan Peterson is, is he's on every podcast you can listen to. He was on the uh, Unbelievable podcast not too long ago. So he's like the hot commodity. And his form of Christianity is definitely, I wouldn't call it woo-woo, you know, like um, Deepak Chopra or Deep Shit Chopra, <laughs> Deep Dish. Um, but it's it's very where, he, you know, he kind of picks and chooses the mythology he wants to use as a story to... And he's very, very squishy. He was he was at Jerry Falwell's Liberty University doing a talk. And they tried to get him to... to uh, Dave Rubin was at Liberty? No, not Dave oh. Rubin, uh, Jordan Peterson. Oh, Jordan Peterson was, okay. And they tried to nail him down on the resurrection, and he was real squishy. So I, I, I call his theology Jello theology. Okay. So anyway, during this podcast, Dave Rubin just... It was like an ad for Jordan Peterson. I mean, almost every word out of his mouth was something about Jordan Peterson. You listened to the whole thing. I painfully did. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's taking one well, from I the just, team. I mean, you know, it was like one of those. You do we, that so we don't have to. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, do your yeah. homework for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. But it's like, you know, driving by a car wreck, you just. You got to stop. You got to look. You got to look. You know. Yeah, but. Because like, where is this going, man? What you do man? is you slow down and <laughs> glance and then drive by. Yeah. You don't pull over. Oh, no, I get pull out over. Get out of your car. Yeah. yeah. You can't notes. stare into the sun, Jeff. <laughs> I was so, just fascinated by it. So, so bye. Yeah, I'm, so, yeah. and not that, you know, I don't know if he was ever really. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Right, yeah, and, you know, I don't know how, how much impact that's going to have on the atheist community. Zero. Zero to none, yeah. It's almost like, you can, like a little analogy, how Ryan Bell talks about he was the last one to know that he was no longer mm-hmm. a um, Seventh-day Adventist preacher. Mm-hmm. I think Dave Rubin was the last one to know that he wasn't an atheist. Yeah, I think the atheist community had already left Dave Rubin like, yeah, by yeah, the time yeah. he left us. But he's not been on the friendly atheist radar, though, which is kind of surprising. I thought he might have made some kind of mention on it. but mm, that, that tells you Something right slipped there. through the cracks and, and Hemet didn't uh, catch it? Or did have, maybe it was intentional. Or did Hemet just intentionally let like, that one slide on by? I don't want to talk about this. Not, not worth typing. Okay. Yeah, since we're since we're moving it right along, we're going to be like John McLaughlin. Issue number two. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> <laughs> so last week, I think it was Sunday, just this past Sunday was when they officially announced Jerry Falwell Jr. And what's the other guy's name? Kirk. Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk who is the founder of Turning Point USA. Which is Dag. a... Yeah, it's kind of like a youth kind of movement for yeah. Trump. They announced that they are opening a... I, I can't say this with a straight face. Say it in quotes. A say Christian in, think tank. <laughs> so they're opening an oxymoron in, uh, in, West, in... Not West Virginia, in Virginia, in Lynchburg, Virginia. On, I believe it's on the grounds of Liberty University because it's it's part of Liberty. It's under their 501c3 charter. But they are opening the Falkirk Center, which is going to be, like I said, a, a right-wing think tank designed to – I want to find it because I want to say it right here. Um, find the right order. The bottom line is growing concerns in conservative circles – that liberals are trying to convert young Christians into socialists. That's it. By distorting the Bible and U.S. Constitution. And who's distorting the Bible again here? Yeah, I'm not taking that bait. <laughs> I, I'm not, that is that is Jeff's territory. I don't remember Jesus being a supply side capitalist. But, I just don't remember that particular parable. 
Uh, yeah, remember I'm not, him going ham in the in the temple. That's, that's what my I, favorite part. That's my favorite Jesus story. Overturning the tables. Wow. Kind of, the yeah. one time the in, the in the entire fable that the main character resorts to violence is when he has a first-hand encounter with, with capitalism. capitalism. Yeah, right. And he right. goes batshit crazy. Yeah. Right. But somehow they think that he is... He's a capitalist. Capitalist. He's just a capitalist. And I'm not... Yeah, I don't know where they pick and choose that theology from You don't know. You don't, you, 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 don't, you don't need to know because it doesn't matter. First of all, it doesn't matter. They make it up as they go along. It, absolutely. There's no, there's no reason to even attempt to understand. The second part of that quote, by the way, was... The center is going to push back on the media, academics, and democratic politicians, yep. which would pretty much explain everything about the impeachment hearings because that's all that it was. Somebody is picking on my friend, and we're going to— And this friend. Not even my friend. The, this is a God-chosen friend. The, the, per, the person who's, who has the pictures of my wife that I can't talk bad about because he'll release them. And— He's doing everything and anything to cover his base. But it's, like I said, when you read the, the articles, and, and one of the best ones, and, I, and I'll leave a link up to it, there was the CBN.com, which is like the Christian Broadcasting. Broadcasting. Yeah, Their article about it, reading from the other side, not even from a, a balanced view of it, but somebody that is... Absolutely, on on that side of, of the coin, reading their coverage of this was just laughable. Some some of the stuff that they were talking about and how it's to promote the Judeo Christian values that the country was based upon, right. and how the younger generation is turning more towards secularism and socialism, and how Marxism is a it doesn't have the, the taint on it that it used to, to today's generation versus the last generation. Here's here's the quote from Jerry Falwell Jr. I think this is from that CBN interview, I think. He says, the public schools have not taught U.S. history, and the young people don't, well, not their history. Yeah, that, that's the thing. It, it's <laughs> Right, yeah, the twisted, demented history. And young people don't understand that the whole idea of American experiment was based on the Judeo-Christian ethic. Interesting, because I don't think any Jewish people were part of the forming of the Founding Fathers. The Founding Father kind of Rabinowitz. Remember, he's the, one of the signers. Um, okay. Doesn't get a lot of press. Evidently no press. <laughs> and the idea of free enterprise, limited government, and the idea that our, all our rights come from the Creator, not from government, not from the church. And we're advocating that America is not a theocracy. Right, they want to make it one. Unlike Nancy Pelosi and Pete Buttigieg... So when they say Jesus was charitable, therefore we should be socialists, that's not what Jesus taught. They also said the fastest growing religion in America is atheism and secularism. That usually pushes Don's button pretty hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that they're tying into this also, or they're, you know, at least the articles that, that I read and some of the interviews I saw, was they're pushing back against the mainline church because those are the ones that are doing the social gospel. So yeah. they consider them atheists. They're not, they're not real Christians. Um, along with us. So that's who they're pushing back against. I don't think they care about the mainline churches. No, because they're atheists to them. They're, they're, not, they're, they're not real Christians. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll go with that. The only thing that Falwell said that I agree with is his quote that it's sort of sad that we have to do something like this. I'm, I'm on board. 100 sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is yeah, pretty sad. sad part, let, yeah. let, me, let me know when I can say what I think is good about this. 
Is there good in this? There's there's a silver lining to this cloud? No, it's it's not a silver lining. I can't go as far as respect. But what they're doing makes a lot of sense. And they're going to be successful. They're going to push back on the media, academics, and democratic politicians. Don't expect a lot of a lot of heavy white papers and think tank type policy ideas. They're going to get people that get on TV. They're going to talk in sound bites, and they're going to start on the writer than Fox. Yeah, they've been networks. on Onan, right? Onan, right? And Newsmax. So they're they're going to start there. They'll eventually get to Fox, and it won't be that long. You will see the lower third where it says, you know, Joe Schmedlap. Falkirk Center, Liberty University, on Meet the Press. And you can frown and raise your eyebrows at it. And again, obviously, I'm not going to agree with anything they say. But my fear would be that they are going to be successful. Well, yeah, this is the Republican Party, whatever is left of it. (laughs) But it's not, though. It's not going to be positioned messaging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Your wheelhouse. <laughs> well, it's. I don't think it's not going to be positioned as a Republican Party entity. They're going to keep arm's length because they don't want to be attached directly to the GOP. Now, everything they say and do is going to advance hard right Christianist causes. Well, but well, Turning Point USA is a Republican leaning, not even just leaning, that's kind of what they're promoting, is it's, it's cool to be young and a Republican. Right. So that's their wheelhouse. Right. So this is a merger of those two. Well, Turning Point will still exist, but now you're going to be able to associate a news booker on any of the networks is going to eventually equate them with the Heritage Foundation and the Brookings Institution and the American... Tank. Yeah. Exactly. They're yeah. setting themselves up to be exactly. along the same lines They're as there to provide expert, in air quotes, in a, in a media that loves to both sides everything, mm-hmm. they are going to be there <coughs> to represent their side. What's the atheist equivalent? Don't we have a secular think tank? No, not that I've heard of. <laughs> Humanist, secular, yeah. atheist. If you had somebody on from, and you wanted to both sides it, like you said that the, the media tends to do. Mm-hmm. If you had somebody on Meet the Press from the Falkirk Center, somebody from the FFRF would be a good counterpoint to bring on, to push back. Because everything they say is a distortion of, of what the way things really are, the way I they talk know, I, about. I would think a better pushback person would be like a, a William Barber, who's... No, he doesn't agree. represent our position. No, he represents. That's just two Christians no, arguing well, about I, which God's right, the, the right, right God. Yeah, yeah. And and I could it couldn't change the channel any quicker. But <laughs> if if you've got somebody from American Atheist, the Freedom from Religion, one one of these organizations that is a secular organization, but, but that's that why, is but that's working why they're to getting, get that's exactly religion why they're and government not getting on. First of all, because it's not a priority for them, mm-hmm. and secondly, they're laundering their point of view through a think tank. So if you had some version, you know, we could call it the the, the, D, Americans- the DJ two. Think Tank, which would be Don, Jerry, and Jeff. Oh, okay. The DJ2 Institute for... For, for the advancement of secular reasoning. Right. Or, or <laughs> yeah. just... Whatever. In, just Institute. Yeah. You know, because all, all it is, it's, they're going to be known as the Falkirk Center. They're not going to be known as the Falkirk Center for hard right, yeah, you know, that's true. That's Christianist true. values. 
But just say the whole thing is the Falkirk Center for Faith and Liberty. They're probably known as the Falkirk Center. It's much shorter. It, 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 yeah, it fits better on a lower third, and it's easier to, easier to remember. Which is a stupid name anyway to begin with. It's you know Falwell and Charlie Kirk just throwing their names together. Right. I mean, did, did they flip a coin, Kirkwell on one side and Falkirk on the they, other? They probably tested it. But for disagreeing with everything that they have to say and everything that they they stand for, I think it makes sense. And I'm afraid they're going to be successful and we're going to be kind of left on the side of the road because we don't focus on it. But successful to who, though? If you're in Meet the Press, you are... You are getting your t- word out a big time. Yeah, but and to, but there's, to a, there's, who, a, there's an imprimatur of, of respectability too. I loathe those shows because they they load them up with conservative politicians and then they throw a journalist on there to represent quote the left. Lindsey Graham's on there every friggin' week. Right. Yeah, but my point is the way I see this, these guys are marketing to the eighty percent of the evangelicals that voted for Trump. They want to keep in there, you know, which is what thirty percent so of it, the total base. Do you see them getting any kind of traction outside of that? I, Evangelical? I think that's their whole plan. Now, whether this turns into one big echo chamber and they're just preaching to the choir, religious term, then fine. They, I mean, they're just having a little circle jerk up in in. in well, that's Lynchburg. what I'm saying. Is, is so, you know, who's in the middle? You know, if you're talking like the mainline Christians, I don't think they're going to come over to this side. I don't think so. You look at it way differently than me. You're thinking about the religious audience. And well, you're, you're who thinking else are about they talking to, though? Washington, D.C., where the power is, where they can lock they're in. They're trying, yeah. More and more, in, they're trying to get their tentacles into into politics. They're my, they can lock in a minority power because they don't have the numbers. But it doesn't matter if you don't have the numbers. When you get you the have truth the power. With the if you're on Meet the Press or Face the Nation and you're representing that side, that is a giant-ass megaphone. And they got a seat at the table that we don't. It they, gives them an air of respectability oh, big time. that they should not get. Which they is, should be laughed out of the room. Some of the stuff that they're saying, when the, the role of government is to protect our God-given rights. Right, and 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 eventually that that starts to filter out mm-hmm. because it's because it's presented as a valid way of running the country, and our side is not represented, which is why segue. I was not that upset with Elizabeth Warren's answer about the atheism question. I'll give a little background. She was in Iowa, and somebody asked her what was. The question, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the question about having an, uh, a secular. What outro, is your okay. plan for protecting the rights of That's atheists it. and other and, non-believers? Right, right, yes, right. and she gave. And I thought you gave a a very good synopsis of her answer, in that the answer was a "I still want to get elected" answer. And I'm big fan of Elizabeth Warren. Card, uh, you know, yeah, cards on the table. Been, yep. Well, let's let's read her response then. Go ahead. Um, and if we're going to insert the audio. No, go ahead. Okay. Do it in your best Elizabeth Warren voice. <laughs> yeah, right. No, this would be good. <laughs> I'm not going to even Miss, attempt Mrs. That. Warren. Not what was the question again? Uh, the question is, what is your plan for protecting the rights of atheists and non-believers? Thank you, Anne. Oh. <laughs> so, Anne, uh, the person I asked the question off my glasses to read here. So it starts with the Constitu- Constitution of the United States, Right. It protects anyone to worship the way they want or not to worship at all. I think that is a that is powerfully important. 
You know, the way I see it is I'm a person of faith. I grew up in the Methodist church. It's part of who I am. I was a Sunday school teacher. But I see it as a fundamental question about what it means to be American. And I think what it means to be an American is that at core, we recognize the worth of every single human being. That's part one. And part two, we're called to act on that. We are responsible for the actions consistent with that. That we don't take advantage of people, we don't cheat people, we don't hurt other people, and we do what we can to support other people and build opportunity for other people. If those are the core values right down at the heart, that makes us Americans. I think that leaves us all the room in the world for worship, worshiping differently or not worshiping at all. And that's the kind of America I want us to be. Does that work? Thank you. That's a politician. Right there. I fell asleep halfway through that. One of the reasons why it's a great political answer mm-hmm. is... Didn't say I, anything. I, she didn't say anything. Well, she said a lot of stuff, but she didn't answer a question. No. Right. right. No. Um, she didn't answer the question as directly as somebody as was who was an atheist or non-believer would want them to say, yes, I am going to, for Elizabeth Warren, who yeah. had a plan for everything, yeah. I have a plan to make atheists and non-believers... A part, to guarantee a, yeah. their their political their rights. place at the table, right? Because you know. that's actually up to atheists and non-believers to force their way. Nobody gets a seat at the table. You force your way yeah. in, and the Falkirk Center is doing that. Atheists and non-believers and secularists are not right. And and to me, that's kind of the thing she avoided. Is you know that's what's happening on the other side of the equation. Is this intrusion? On it's not religious freedom; it's religious freedom for Christians. So, well, it's religious freedom if you have the right religion, right? If you're if you're coming with this Islam bullshit, no, that you know, no, no. So, these are the freedom isn't for everybody. Yeah. So, these are the people that want to take away our rights. They want to take away, you know, the ability to do any kind of democratic socialism kind of government control, not control, but you know, those kind of policies. And so that's what they're up against. And she didn't made, mention one single thing about, you know, I'm aware that, that we have something to fight against. So she's... I know she didn't get a chance, and I know because you, you never get a chance in this type of a situation, but I would love to have seen what Anne's follow-up question to that answer we was. Know, we don't know that, but we know what we know Anne told Hemet that she... Was not happy with the answer. I was disappointed in Warren's answer, however. Yeah. I didn't hear a plan, which is... That's her deal. Elizabeth Warren thing. Yeah. And I didn't hear recognition of how difficult it can be for non-believers in this country, which her question did not specifically reference that. So, and when you ask it kind of a general question, you're going to get a general answer. Yeah. Um, Yeah, What I heard was an answer that was socially and politically palatable. And you know what what it really was? It was Elizabeth Warren dodging a mine. Yeah. On her way to the general she election. She barely dipped her toe in the pool uh, when, when she answered that question. But this is a discussion that needs to happen in the Democratic Party because the other party is going the complete opposite direction. And, and we're not – we talked about this a while back. Well, and I forget the number. We – nonbelievers make up – was it 25 percent, a third of – the, the, the Democratic, the nuns you're talking about. yeah, the yeah. nuns, yeah. make up roughly a third of the Democratic yeah, electorate, yeah, quarter to a third, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a powerful right. group. Yeah, you don't want to piss them off. If a third of any voting block was held together by a central belief system or whatever, 
If a third of the Democratic voters were left-handed, Senator Warren would be pandering to left-handed people. But she's not pandering to us. Well, I don't expect a pander. Maybe we should have a white paper on the DJ2 Center to say why we should be uh, represented more. Yeah, I don't Secularism is not represented as a thing. No, neither, are, neither is atheism. It's got a, it's it's got a neg. It still has a negative well, they're connotation. Using it. They're to the using other it side. as yeah. a negative term, just like they are socialism. Right. And, and, and if you don't, which is to me the same thing on why liberal evangelicals should absolutely not let somebody else define what an evangelical is. You know, you're swimming upstream with that, but if you stop, you're going to get rolled. There are signs on my way to work for a politician, local election, talking about stopping socialism. Right. And this is like a a city council or something. Yeah. Yeah, they're using that word now as a... It's a buzzword. He's he's running on buzzword. It's a she. She. She's running on buzzword. I'm sure she believes it. It is Fulton County. I don't think of Roswell as a socialist paradise at all. Uh, our comrades in Surrey Roswell. Right. I have to show my papers when I when I cross into Fulton County from well, and that, That's the thing, too, is they're conflating, you know, socialism with communism. Bernie and, and Warren have done their best to try to explain what they mean when they say. Mm-hmm. I don't even think Warren uses the word socialism. I think she uses like. No. Uh, no, she uses fairness all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Fairness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, again, we're running away from the word socialism and well, letting them but destroy it. You think we would learn our lesson because we ran away from liberal. We let the other side back in the Gingrich. day. Gingrich is the one that started using it. It was way before that. Term, was it? it was way before that. It was, you know, Reagan. Liberal became a dirty, a dirty word, word because they set the definition and repeated it and repeated it and repeated it. Oh, and you say, messaging again. you say it enough times, you, you even believe it. And people stopped calling themselves liberals, and now we've got the progressives. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. with a different term. And, quote, classic liberals. Yeah. But we don't have to go down that rabbit trail. Mm, please not. I'm glad that it was not some landmine issue for her. I would have liked to have seen a more maybe robust response. But that's the frustrating part is she doesn't have anything to gain, only things to lose by answering that question like yeah. we would want like, it answered. But had because she... the constituency is not connected and not loud enough. So the, the only thing is, yeah, if was, you reach out to a third and you're alienating two thirds, you're, yeah, you're not but, doing yourself any good. But what so I was I what that. I was thinking, you know, the what it should have kind of thing is. Had she at least had a sentence or two in there about church-state separation, I think anybody that's on the Democratic side of the equation believes in that wall of separation. So I don't think she would alienate anybody that would be a potential voter if she mentioned, yes, we need to make sure. You think everybody on the Democratic side? I think the vast majority. I I think even some on the right a couple of them talk like Republicans a lot. Where they want to involve. No, they don't. Theology in no, it? No, but they run towards their religion more than well, she, than yeah. you you would probably like. I, I see it two ways. The ones on the left are, that are pro church state separation are that way because they want to keep religion out of their government. I think that the ones on the right that are pro church state separation are for the opposite reason. They want to keep the government out of their religion. Yeah. More, yeah. more than the other way around. Because the ones that, 
You see more they, people they on the right-hand side who are trying without, to push their religion into government. they want religion without rules. They don't want to pay taxes. No. They want waivers from vaccine things. They, everything. they want religious exemptions on all kinds of stuff. They know. cloak themselves in, in, in Jesus and the American, and they somehow equate the two as being equal. If you're not religious, you can't be an American. It's un-American to not love Jesus. Yeah, which, is, which, which Jesus? They're oh, Jesus. The capitalists. They're Jesus. It doesn't matter. It's a political aim. Their Jesus is the right Jesus, and everybody else's Jesus is the wrong. Well, Jesus. I was going to say, and that's that's where in um, so where where Falwell was referring to Pelosi and Buttigieg. I know Buttigieg in some talks kind of uses the Jesus language to make his points, and so that's the danger. Even with her, you know, making a claim that I grew up in the Methodist Church, I taught Sunday school. Oh, that's not. Why is that a claim, Jeff? Huh? <laughs> why do you call it a claim? No, no. Like anytime I'm, I'm, somebody I'm just... says they're religious, you call it a claim. <laughs> well, I'm saying they're making that, they're putting that out there as as a statement. So that's staking a claim. When you say claim, though, it makes it feel like it's it's well, something that has not been proven true. Okay. Well, so what's what's a better word that I should use there? Because it, because because there are because there are different interpretations of claim. So because right, when I right, hear right. you say claim. It makes it seem like they made a claim that hasn't yeah, been proven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm saying an unfounded a, claim, right? No, no. I'm saying it as, yeah. as a statement. You know, Buttigieg has done that before as a, as a statement of his belief. It's a bold system. claim. Would you like to back it up with <laughs> bold, a citation? Bold claim, Cotton. <laughs> and that's where they're setting this up. Is like their view of Jesus is unbiblical. It's an atheist Christianity. That whole phrase just. They're not atheists. Well, I know yeah, they're, they're not, not from their viewpoint, and they're using it as a slur. Yep. But yes, you're repeating yes. their. You're repeating and amplifying their bullshit claim. Well, but that's right. Whose so, side oh, are you on? Look at me using claim. <laughs> 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 but but I mean that's what you have to understand is is when they say secular, they're discarding anybody that's not evangelical right, but in that, their but that, definition. But, but seriously though. Who cares? Because when they cast them off the secular, to me, that's poisoning the well of secularism. Because those people aren't secular. The ones that are being cast as secular, mainline churches, they're Catholic, not secular. The lukewarm? No, they're not secular at all. No. Okay. How do you define secular? Without religion. Yeah. Sans religion. Yes, and, and, and when it comes to religious thought, when it comes to government, there is that separation. Yeah. But what they're saying is is that there's really no difference between a mainline Christian and an atheist, and us. Yeah, there's no from their view. Right, yes. There's no difference right. between the two. Right. But, but if, if you don't pray at all or you pray wrong, you're still burning in a pit of fire in, in their, in their right. eyes. Yes. There, there's no difference. It's the us versus them. It's the in-group versus the out-group. Yeah, they, the, they just increased the large out-group. Yeah, right. Right. But yeah. we're not, but they're putting us in a box that not only do we not want to be in, but the people that they put us in a box with don't want us in the same but box we're either. In there. No, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. Not at all. We don't want the main line in our box. Well, but, the, <laughs> but, but we're all the, Democrats, theoretically. So the vast majority of both are Democrat. Oh, that's that's my point. Yeah. yeah. So we're in that large box. We're we're connected on policy. We are right. not connected on message. on on religious thought. And, like, we couldn't be more different. 
but we, we connect on what we believe government should be like, but Sundays are completely different. And what happens to you after you die, completely different. They believe in a resurrection. We don't believe that. Mm. We don't believe any of it. But when we, to me, amplify that they say everyone is secular, well, who gives a shit what they say? They are trying to pound that message in and split us mm-hmm. split split us with people that we normally would be associated with but there's like this visceral reaction to well those people aren't secular you know this the, the secular and atheists among us yeah. those people the, those people aren't secular and those folks are like we're not any we're not any goddamn atheists yeah i don't know it's like they're creating a fight hmm. but he's looking up in the thought yeah, corner. he's looking at the, <laughs> yeah, the thinking the thinking corner so it must be awfully tough to be a to be Jeff and to this be podcast. a no to be a mainline Christian and in the middle and being shoved from two different you know directions one way and the other. No, you're in that group. No, you're in that group. And, you know, and it, we used to run the whole thing. Yeah, now we're getting shit from both sides. God. The two extremes are, are beaten up on the middle. Okay, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just rebooted in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? But look, you you did get. Both barrels, so yeah. you know you can look at the thinking spot for as long as you want. And we will let <laughs> we'll you edit it let out. You, you make your point. Take your time. But that 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 <laughs> triggered me. So it's your fault. Okay, so all, all I can base this on is my own you know worldview when I was a, a mainline progressive Christian. Okay, I thought of myself as secular in those days from the standpoint of government. Sure, and that's what this discussion. Is, is kind of aimed at. That's what Elizabeth Warren is, ta- you know, she's in the government. These guys are talking about how we're going to interact with government. So from that standpoint, I would say of many main lines. By secular, I'm talking about the, the wall of church and state separation. So government... I don't think mainline people think that. How many mainline Christians concern themselves Because they're not talking that? about just secular government. They're talking about secular people. Mm-hmm. They're talking about secularism as their worldview. Right, right, exactly. And, and and that's, our, that's our, the, our worldview is that. Yes. Anybody who's part of a church is, right, is right, not. Is right. I, I agree with you there. They have a Christian <sighs> worldview, yeah. but government, secular, secular view right. of government. But when, but when the right is casting those secular aspersions, what? they're not saying these people want secular government. They're just saying yeah. straight up right, right. secularism. Why would somebody who has a Christian worldview, not a militant Christian worldview, but a mainline progressive, progressive Christian worldview, want a secular government? That doesn't make sense to me. Because they believe in, you know... Um, in the separation of church and state? That, and then also Get religious Caesar. freedom... Is because they understand, you know, that there's other people that practice faith differently, that other people practice no religious belief. So, you know, they understand that's the, that's they the country we have. They think far enough into it to think that I don't want anybody dictating what I need to believe, so I don't need to be dictating what others believe? Well, no, I'm saying when they're talking about government policy, mm-hmm. they, there should be stuff based on science and logic and reason, not just what it says in the Bible. I don't see Christians, whether it be mainline or evangelical or wishy-washy, f- feeling that way at mean? all. I, I don't follow you. Repeat what you just said. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I misunderstood you, but I, 
that the mainline churches, I'll, I'll try and paraphrase yeah. how I understand it, that the mainline progressive Christians I want to keep religion out of the public square and have a secular government. So if uh, a policy makes sense, they can incorporate their progressive Christian worldview into that if it's compatible with logic, reason, and science. Mm-mm. I don't see that. I don't see it either. You don't see that? No. I, if, if somebody is... How can I put this? Well, if, if, if somebody... Um, puts an emphasis, puts a worth on reason and science and understanding they're not going to be religious. Well, Those two things are diametrically well, opposed okay. to one another. So, so an example would be, you know, William Barber. I know I bring his name up a lot. But Welcome to the William Barber podcast, everybody. Well, and, and, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, we should really have him on. I doubt he'd come on. Too yeah. Too yeah. What's that. the name of the show? Uh, we'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's big in support of taking care of the least of these, as we are. As as so that's something politically we yes. are. He does it because it's central to his faith. Yes, but that because part, his deity it commands him to do so. If you buy into the social gospel, do you buy? Into yeah. The so I'm gospel? saying so. So he can use that as supportive documentation or whatever to make these laws. But it also he understands it makes sense. Even outside of that, you don't know he th- if he thinks. Well, that. no, I yeah, I can't read into his mind. You hope I mean, he does, right? And you and you could you could probably assume that's the case, but he's not secular. He's not secular at all. He's anti-secular because he's there to evangelize and preach the good word, right? I mean, that's yeah, isn't that what evangelical does? Yeah, but yeah. well. Okay, Isn't his, that what their their mission? N- not no, not the social gospel. No, 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 no. Not Just to convert. Evangelical. Him. He's there to the, as an evangelical. He is there to preach the good word. Yeah, and what's the good word? The risen begins Christ. and ends with no. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. No, to take care of the least of these. No. See, that's that's well, the, wait, that's, the that's, that's, that's what that's what that's what you hear. No, but no. The, but if you're if you're an evan- if you're an evangelical Christian, it starts. With Jesus, all tentacles <laughs> absolutely come from St- him. That's, yeah. You know what? That's in the in the bulleted list, in the yeah. numbered list. Yeah, that's number He's one. He's locked in at one. Yeah, all the rest of those things mm. are where people disagree. Yeah, but the fact that Jesus bullet number one good is word. chiseled into stone. Yep. Yeah, but Not what I'm saying is the social gospel, edited. the good, the good news is I came to serve the poor and to but you know to serve the poor. Begins and ends with the big J. Yeah, and ain't Jerry. And why? And, and why Jeff. are? You, and why are you? Yeah. Who? Who was it that told you to serve the poor? Where? Did, where did that message of serving the poor come from? From the big J. I. I'm, yeah. I it all. It that. all ties back to. To Jesus. And yet, that's not secular. Mm-mm. That's far from. Couldn't be more. It could be less secular. Totally. Like atheists helping the homeless. We'll give you a sandwich. We just won't make you listen to a sermon first. Kind of an attitude. Oh, we should give them the good We're news here to help people. Yeah. We're not here to help people under the guise of saving their souls. Yes, we're but, but that's what I'm saying to yeah. William Barber. Even mm-hmm. though he uses that term evangelical, he's not focused on the the hereafter. He's he uses focused that term because he is. So mm-hmm. William Barber's at that's a homeless shelter passing out sandwiches. He's not going to give a little sermon first. He's not, not going to say a little saving, prayer no. first. Uh, he's. He's in the United Church of Canada. 
Yeah. Uh, see, that's what I'm saying is yeah. for him to use that, that word in that denomination is a little conflicting. But that's his choice. And I guess in the same way, I'd, Martin Luther King Jr., would you consider him, was he all, when he gave his speeches, was he about saving souls from hell? No, he was about yes. taking care when he was When he was giving his sermons on Sunday, he was. Now, when he was doing his civil rights know. activism, I, I think to some extent he took the preacher hat off and put the activist hat on. To some extent. He just put, it, he just put that hat on he with just, him. He just kind of cocked it sideways right. a little bit. Yeah, he's got them both but, on. Yeah, he was, he was still doing the Lord's work. All men created equal and all that all that good stuff. Yeah, but, but I'm saying, like, you know, that the hereafter was low on his priorities. No. Okay. Yes. No. I no. Totally the here the hereafter <laughs> well, he didn't like I need but, another but, fucking beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't talk about it. Uh, the 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 hereafter to say that it's not important, you know, you only got so many hours that, hours in the day to talk for especially for somebody like him. About what the message, ooh, message, message again, again is important. The Lord's work would be number one. Yeah, so you call it Jesus. You call it the Lord's work. Everything else flows from it. And I'm not an MLK expert, but no. to say that the hereafter was not important because it's not what we hear in the quotes and the "I Have a Dream" speech and the letter from prison and, and all that, you yeah. know, like all the all the things that the we greatest know, hits. I mean, we know about them that it's not important. He didn't talk about it because he had so many obviously profound things that he said on everything else. But to say that the hereafter wasn't important, I doubt that. But you're not talking about it. On the mall but in all, D.C. Yeah, but it, it still it all stemmed from Lord's his work. religious beliefs. It's just like anything else. You you ask a pastor anything, they're going to work Jesus into the conversation before before you get to the answer. Hey, we're going to talk about Jesus a little bit at some point in this conversation. Yeah, okay, but but again, from my mainline experience, and mm-hmm. I've been I was in the mainline since I was a little kid, okay. up until seven eight years ago, whenever it was that I left that. And the sermons, there was never a, a fire and brimstone sermon. It was about you know any of the message was kind of tied to serving the least of these, helping. So the, the hereafter. Yeah, I mean, it was probably um, an unconscious part of the. Was the it package. a kind of a that that'll kind of take care of itself if you do this given, kind of a thing? Yeah, I'm saying it was it was not really talked about. Neither was they didn't talk, no. but they didn't talk about the kingdom of heaven. They did, did but it's here. Well, in, it's did here. they have an it's altar call to save your soul no. at the end? No. How did you join the fucking church at the end of the service? I mean, that's the whole point. Is did the to Catholic get an church emotional response out of people and get them to come did up the front Did the Catholic church have Absolutely. a... They, huh? They're talking about the No, 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 no. The altar call at the end No, no, like, that's, that's, that's totally Protestant. We don't, we don't have the whole salvation... Part same, that, pretty much the same. That, thing all that's taken care of when you were a kid. You, you've already been baptized. You've been confirmed. All that shit's buttoned up before you're even into junior high. Pretty much the that's, same in the mainline church. It's all taken care of. It's pretty much the same in the mainline church. But still, at the end of the service, it's it's all it's all, still it's all about the old money dollar. We gotta get <laughs> we gotta get members here tithing, and the way you do that is you get them to cry, get them to come up front. You know, that's get them to the join. evangelical church. That's not the mainline. church. Mainline churches doesn't care. About asses in the seats. Other than, you know, 
Again, that wasn't the main focus at all in any of the churches I've been to. But that is telling because it's not the main focus why they're not growing. Yeah. We may have found a fault in the... uh, A recruit, you know, (laughs) got to be ABC. Always be closing. It's it's like college football. It's always recruiting season. That's (laughs) that's why the mainline churches have lost a lot of people to the nuns. Yeah. One of the many reasons probably. Yeah. That and the well, once you give up the fear of hell, you know, then well, yeah, y'all do atheists for a around. month and shit like that. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you're, just, you're just tempting people at that point. So, but I'm you know, sort of circle back. <laughs> Let's rain it back. It looks like a spirograph in yeah. so many yeah. circles. But go ahead. But I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, that maybe, yeah. But the, the focus of the mainline church, and that's what William Barber is part of. That's what Martin Luther King Jr. was part of. That's. Not the main goal. The main goal a, is he heaven. Was a Southern Baptist. No. Mm, I mean, there's been an A and E. That's not. That's no. Not. No. M. L. King Jr. No. Yeah. No, he was Baptist, but I think it's what's become the American Baptist. I mean, there's been splits after the Southern. That Baptist. was mainline. That's not mainline. The Baptist Church used to be considered mainline until they, and then they, then there was splits. And then the American no, Baptists—they got a word for that schism. Schism, schism. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever attended a mainline Christian well service. I don't think I've that streak's going to get broken. No, I've been, to, I've been to Catholic churches. <laughs> hey, I did and, all that and, research and on your behalf, to, so. and I have been uh, to a Southern Baptist. Church, yeah, and they're going to do which is evangelical, them. but right. I don't—I don't think I've ever been to a mainline progressive Christian. Sir, well, that's why I'm reporting on it to you. Maybe, maybe you need to go and check this out. See what it's all so, about. in addition to listening to Dave Rubin videos for us, you're also our mainline Christian <laughs> correspondent. We mainline appreciate that. Yeah. Totally appreciate but, that. And, and I think, yeah, there's probably a lot of people on the atheist side you know, that haven't been in that. They kind of lump them no, all together. Think, that I these think, guys are getting, kind of, you know, everybody kind of thinks that the, the Jerry more, Falwell Jr. kind of Christianity yeah. is the, the national. More, the more strident religions why, are the ones that kind of push that? us out. Because it's in the news. Yeah, and they're on TV. Mm-hmm. And they're public about it. And they're making waves. And they're, they got a message. And they repeat it constantly. And they're always recruiting. Mm-hmm. It's always recruiting season. Yep. And they're setting up things like the Falkirk Center. To make that message more palatable to mainstream media, and you're if gonna, you say a lie loud enough and often enough, it becomes a news network. They, and yep. they unfortunately they do a good job at that. And I think that the initial snark they feed off that too. Mm-hmm. I think they feed off that snark like, as a justification that what they're doing it's, is right. Yeah, it's we're part of their the persecution pro, uh, complex. Absolutely. If, if people are pushing back, then I must be doing if something right. If they don't right. like it, yeah. then I'm doing something then, right. Yeah. More. Yeah. And you can get a, a deserved laugh because they're not going to do think tank things, but no. think tanks don't even do those things anymore. Not anymore, right. And the atheist think tank doesn't exist. Because no one's... I thought we just created one tonight with, with us. The, the DJ, DJ Squared? Yeah. Yeah. DJ Squared? Mm-hmm. I'll go, yeah, we'll go on TV and, and defend the yeah. defend we'll, the atheist we'll experience. See if CNN wants to have us on. Shh, that'd be the day. <laughs> Face the nation. Yeah, okay. So let's say that, hypothetical, that it exists. And Fox calls. They want you to come on. You go on? Absolutely. On 
Fox depends on what show. Absolutely, it's on. More, Why? more so on Fox. I don't care what the show if is. It's on that, Hannity. That's the audience you want to talk to more. You don't want to preach to the choir. You, even you, though you want to go into the lion's den, so will, to speak. You will be treated like the Washington Generals during a Globetrotters game. Yeah. I mean, they'll also pick you up from the airport in a limo and put you in a green room with a fruit basket. You know? I mean, they're going to take care of you. I mean, it's going to be nice. You know? They're going to send you down to a to a studio. But the whole idea is to, is to get you, you know, put you on a gotcha, you know, get you in that gotcha question. You know? Totally. And, right. And right. Which is why Silverman edit, was so good at it. And you're going to make it. They're going to edit it to make you look like an idiot. The questions aren't going to be fair. No. And they don't even pretend. Mm-mm. You're the enemy. You're the yeah, whip. You're in the there. lion's den. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And they yep. want they want yep. that thirty second soundbite, and they want you to get upset and dance so, yeah. among yeah. them. So because that makes their yeah. point. Yeah. If right. you're it upset, is. so do you do so do you do that knowing that it's not Don's Don's ready. I'm ready. Yeah, Don Silverman. One of the drums that that Bill Maher beats on is that Democrat politicians need to go on Fox they, more than they need to go on in, in MSNBC, more than they need to go on CNN. They need to go on yeah. Fox, yeah, there was a few. Fox, you know, all these Fox shows, and talk to those audiences because how often to break does he that, though? How often is he invited? Don't know. And, well, it really would be then with that. It'd be how many times does he turn does he turn him down? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know how much he's invited. Mm-hmm. Because, but it's easy to say, yeah, you guys should go on Fox. You know, your, your ass should go on Fox, and maybe they don't want to deal with them. Because he's a comedian and he doesn't have to take any bullshit. In some extent, you have to set the parameters because you don't want you know, how long how long am I going to be on? It's a five minute ep- you know five minute really, segment. You really want to be Tucker Carlson's bitch for five minutes? No. But Fox News Sunday, whatever their Sunday news show is with Chris yeah. Wallace, to be on in front of their audience for an hour? Yeah, absolutely. Do you, you even if you even if you got five minutes? But he's not inviting. Well, you. the problem is if you're if you're invited on to you know, Tucker Carlson for five minutes, you're going to be on there for fifteen. They're going to edit you down to look like an idiot for five, and, and that's what they're. Right. And they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be sneery about it, yeah. and yeah. you know, you gotta be. And Tucker Carlson, you know, yeah, that right, that dumbass mm, look yeah, that yeah. he has on his mm. face. I think that's just his normal look. I mean, that's just <laughs> furrow brow, resting, resting, resting dumbass, dumbass face. face. <laughs> Maybe it's the Botox or something. I don't know. So, are you done being wrong? No. So, <laughs> do we settle that? Do we? Do we? Tie that up with a nice little bow? Well, no. No. Well, I think what we did realize, I think we do need a secular think tank. There's a lot of conservative think tanks. What would you say is the preeminent progressive or liberal? Probably the Brookings Institution. Yeah. And who are the names that are part of that? Good Good question. question. Yeah. Mm. uh, Center Center for American Progress would be another one. But those are overtly... Political, they'll fight for a separation of church and state, mm-hmm. but they're more about getting Democratic politicians elected. You know, elected, and, yeah, and you know, we, we need a, like a American Institute for Secular Values or, or something along those lines that is going to work as a lobbyist type organization to make sure that our voices are heard. And, but you're going to have to probably make deals or bend your values a little bit. To make political friends. Yeah, that, I was just thinking about that because there's what? There's only a handful of openly secular national politicians that you could just openly go. Everybody else. Atheists you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, there's only one or two that, I don't really think, think there may even be one or two that uses the atheist term. Most of it, it's 
secular, non-religious, more palatable terms than, than atheist uh, as, as the way that they refer to themselves. But yeah, any, anybody else, even on the left, that you're going to work with is going to, like you know, Elizabeth Warren, I consider myself to be a person of faith. Wrong opening statement for this discussion. But, but I see, and I don't have a problem with her. I don't want to use the word claim for her statement. Her statement of faith. Of faith. Yes. I mean, I I don't because her values are in total alignment with mine. So that's true. But she, when somebody asked you, what are you going to do to make sure that the non-religious and secular people's voices are heard, and you say, "Well, I'm a person of faith," it, it, you immediately put yourself on the opposite end of that battle line. No, I think what she was, the point she was trying to, you know, I'm not going to you know, give her all the, all the credence here, but it's like she's trying to say, I'm religious, but mm-hmm. I, you know. Who the fuck lets you at the front of the line? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but sit down and shut up. <laughs> Whose job is it to screen these questions right. and you're no, fired? No, so she's saying that, you know, I'm religious, but, you know, I, I see that, you know, you should have an equal part of this yeah, she didn't say that. No, she shouldn't. She, she didn't say that. Not and clearly, not, and no. to pick on the answer, because the question was, what are you going to do to protect the rights of atheists and non-believers? Believers, and in the first two sentences, she says she's not one of you. I'm a person of faith. Yeah. I grew up in the church. Good. The statement that would have been a little bit more of a full-throated defense would be, I grew up in the Methodist Church. But I want to protect the rights of, of every American, including, obviously, atheists and non Americanism does not have a religious litmus test. Mm. Something what? along those lines would have been nice. The first four sentences. I'm a person of faith. I grew up in the Methodist church. I was a Sunday school teacher. Yeah. Mm. That That's pretty, that pretty much four, in, man. That entrenches you on the opposite right. side of the question answer. I am ask, ask not yeah. but then she, But she throws in the but. But. I see it on a fundamental. Yeah, so I'm yeah. saying that she's saying, uh, yeah, I'm religious. I'm not atheist, but I understand, you know, that you should have equal mm-hmm. rights. She didn't ever answer is like what she was going to do to protect them. Well, she said it leaves us all the room in the world for worshiping differently or not worshiping at all. Great. Can we get in God we trust off our money? That would be a nice you know, start right there. Yeah. You know, can yeah, that's we, a you secular know. government. Well, yeah. yeah, we're not that right now. Right. And the Falkirk Center wants to make that worse. They want to mm-hmm. put that in all the schools, probably. Yeah. Well, that's the a Bible good news, back good news in club and, already there. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying they so would they would have forced prayer. and Because this would be also the time to probably argue about Judeo-Christian values. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't have a... I don't have a dog in that hunt. That's an ambiguous term that serves no purpose other than an us-against-them kind of thing. I think it's important, if nothing else, at least explain the myth of the Judeo-Christian tradition in America. A lot of far-right-wing and a lot of evangelical religious types cling to this myth of the Judeo-Christian tradition that America was founded on. Right, yeah. And as we said earlier in the podcast is I don't remember anybody uh, in, in the founding fathers or this you know, formation of our country mm-hmm. being from the Jewish faith to be included in the Constitution or included in... I think they throw that, that in there. First of all, they, no. you're not sure, but no. there's a distinct possibility 
that that exists, but you've never been taught it, and we've never known. History is by the winners. True. Yeah. And true. the whole story of the Puritans coming over for religious freedom, the American origin story. It somewhat admits that the Christian tradition is a handbag onto the the Jewish tradition. It was you you took a religious tradition and then it morphed. Right. Yeah. This is the next that. generation, yes. like a Star Trek. Yeah. Kind of and thing. I and I don't know how how big a part they had, if any, but just because. We don't talk about it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? No, but, I mean their use of it though is to kind to of exclude set up us, yes, and it, to put it, them at the front of the line. It's right, to say right. that this is the way the founding fathers intended. We are based on the Bible. The, the, this country is a Christian country, right? Yeah, the whole Bible, right? Apparently, right. Yeah. This country is a Christian country, yeah. And, and in their and in their minds, it's it's just it's clear. That's a fact. It's an undeniable fact. When it couldn't be any further from the truth. You say it often enough. You use that term often enough, and people kind of, well. And you know, I think in one of the articles is even Democratic presidents have used that term. So it's just kind of like in our jargon, something we we say, even though we don't quite know where it originated. And I think yeah, it was kind of a recent term. I can't remember where it was in here, but it was like in the eighteen hundred something like that is when it started coming into into use. Yeah. So to Don's point, it's you say it enough. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Hundred years later. Everybody accepts Rolls, this fact. A- absolutely. Hey, it's been like this for 100 years. It, it might as well have been like this for 500 years. You know, right. what's the difference? Know. Yeah. But it's, it's also, all shit that happened before you came along. But it's so. also an, in, you know, an, an intentional swipe at the Muslims. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they have no seat at the table. Right. It's uh, not the, just an intentional swipe at the Muslims. It's not just the Muslims. It's, it's the Buddhists. It's everybody. It, right, it's, right, it's, right. The it's anybody sheep. but right. them. Right. It's, it's the Hindus. It's, it's everybody right. who's wrong when it comes to a higher power. Yeah, so you have no mind. seat at our table yeah. if you're not Judeo or Christian. And you know, as we know that the evangelicals just use the Jewish people for the end times theology, and then they're all going to hell. Why right. doesn't that get discussed? It's openly because discussed amongst them when they think they're the only ones in the room. I actually have, I, like I said, I've, I've attended Catholic churches. I've attended Southern Baptist churches in the past. I have heard a Baptist preacher in the middle of a sermon say, and this is as close to a verbatim quote as I can I can remember from 30 years ago, but we need to pray for our Jewish brothers and sisters even though they're going to hell. This was in... A Southern Baptist church. Yeah, that's their theology. So, yeah. uh, Do you think it would be okay? Love the sinner, but they're burning in hell. No, <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't. Need, they don't love the sinner. No, no. Either, but no. So, would it be appropriate then, when you have Jeffress mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. or any of them, particularly when they're talking Israeli politics and? settlements in the West Bank and yes. moving the yep. embassy to Jerusalem Any, for somebody to and, say, yeah, yeah. you're pro-Israel, but, but. Do, does your religious faith say that Jews are going to hell? Right. Yeah. What happens in the end time? How much yeah. of a shitstorm? Rabbi Shlomo Cohen drops dead. Where does he spend eternity? Because why not ask Give him? Give me an answer. Yeah. Why, why not ask him? Because their faith is so central to yeah. everything yep. 
that they are. They're either going to lie to you or they're going to tell you what they really believe, well, that's which what, is be, not going to go over be well. Great. But see, most journalists, they consider, you know, religious questions off, off limits. Off yeah. limits, yeah. They are intimidated by it. They're intimidated because they by asking know, a religious question they don't like know that. know the theology? Is that it? Or? I think they would be more worried about, can you imagine, well, like Chuck Todd asked that question, yeah. how loud the cries of bias and religious bias. You're making and fun of my religion. Chuck Todd would be right. out of a job yeah. by the end of the week. Now, That's what I'm now saying. Now they go it's, on it's, on Fox and they just toss some softballs. You know, it's just you know one right. Yeah, but it, why? But why isn't that? Why isn't practice. that a fair question? It is a fair question. Yeah. It should be mm-hmm. asked. Just mm-hmm. like I go back to when Mitt Romney was running for president. Mm-hmm. Nobody was asking him the hard questions about what is exactly does it mean to be a stake president? What's the Mormon theology? Nobody was asking those kind of tough you know questions. What, or no, and nobody asked, what's the difference between Sharia law and basing your laws on Judeo-Christian values? The outcry of that question yeah. would still be reverberating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. But it would, it would how, also— How dare you compare it, our, our laws to the barbaric you know, Muslims' laws? So yeah. no, if nobody asked Mitt Romney that, do you think he would say— that that is personal and private. He did. I think there was some interview where he was going to get in press a little bit, and he did say something about that, that religion. Is, is yeah, is, that, is that's, that's my personal and, life. And but really has nothing to do in the, with the public square, and, you know, in policy and blah blah blah. Yeah, but no, sure, if, that's the way it is in Salt Lake City. You believe, yeah, it, your, your beliefs absolutely will have an effect on your actions. Yeah, they do in Utah. That's yeah, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> If we know what you believe, we can get a pretty good idea of how you're going to act based upon those beliefs. I wish that those kind of questions could be asked and they request a response to it. There's really no way to politely point out to somebody that everything they believe is false. It, it just can't be. Well, done. you don't, but you don't have to do that, though. You don't have to say that because it doesn't get you anywhere. Like no. It's, it's, a, it's a gotcha where you but they hold, the they hold certain the beliefs to be true that if you made them vocalize, they, they wouldn't. Well, yeah. you, you know. But they're not asked to defend anything. That He's allowed to go on and talk about how much he loves Israel and how terrible and the it's Democrats all, and are it, And it's all Israel. based upon his religion. But his religion says that the earth is younger than the domesticated dog. And nobody takes the time to point out to him that we, you know, Sumerians were brewing beer before your God created the world. So how do you, how do you justify the, these these two facts? Well, you know? but there's not a policy on that. If you're supporting a nation where you think they're all going to hell anyway, there's a little bit of a difference Don't there. Don't care. Yeah. And you should be required to maybe not defend your faith, but it sure seems inconsistent that they're going to hell. But boy, you want them. But if you, if know, you believe you something, them. if you believe something that is wholeheartedly untrue, for wh- whatever it is, mm-hmm. and as long as it's like not religious, are going to win the Super Bowl. Or yeah, <laughs> good point. You would be openly mocked for holding that belief. That's that. That I, is true. I am. Yeah, uh, <laughs> on, on, a, on a daily basis. But every Sunday. But as long <laughs> as you cloak your belief. In re- religion, you're allowed to believe whatever nonsense you, you want to believe because that is it because it's we sacred. Respect your faith. Yeah, we, ha- we have to. No, we don't have to respect your faith, but we're told we have to. We don't. We should. There, there was a, there was a little whimper of disagreement yeah. there. Yeah, I mean that's the, <laughs> the ridiculous line of, 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 need to be ridiculed. Yeah. I mean that's the basis of the word. Freedom it's, of religion to me has some limitations. Hmm. 
Just the whole argument of freedom of religion implies that it all has to be religion. Well, that's, well, a, you, that's a losing. That's a losing freedom battle from for religion. Us. I'm not just, well, no, I'm no, not you just see, freedom. I've, just freedom. I've, I've yeah. seen signs on on churches. It's freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. So you know something along those lines. That closed-minded yeah. attitude. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, no one's me. asking me what I think about religion in the public square. Mm-mm. They're not. N- not lately, Jerry. What do you think not, about religion in the guys. public square? Don't pander to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we beat this horse to death. Completely. So what book are you reading? Because I know you got a recommendation. What's yeah. your book? What, what's your book of the week? Uh, the one I'm reading right now. I'm I reading knew it. multiple <laughs> books. I knew it. <laughs> but it's called This Life by Martin Hoglund. Hoglund? Yes. Okay. I think we talked about that before. Yeah, you've posted a number of podcasts that he's been he's been, he's been doing the circuit. He's yeah, been doing the circuit, has, yeah. Yes. Um, and you, you listened to the Chris Hayes podcast yeah, on him. That was great. So what was your thoughts on, did you buy the book yet? I have not bought the book yet. You should buy um, the book, I'm Jerry. still reading Anan Jerdadast, who I can't pronounce his last name. What's the name of this book? Oh, you're going to make me do live. Live, duck, duck, go live, duck, duck, going. Yeah. While you're doing that, I'll give I'll give my recommendation. There's a movie coming out. It's December. It's next month, January 2020. There's a movie coming out. I I don't know. I don't remember how I stumbled across this, but apparently this movie was filmed in 2016. It premiered at I believe it was the Toronto Film Festival in 2017, it but it's not being released to the public until 2009 and 2020 actually. Wow. The name of the movie is Three Christ. It stars Richard Gere, Bradley oh. Whitford, Peter Dinklage, Stephen Root, and Walter Goggins. If you know who Walter Goggins is, I don't. But that's five. Which, which, which three you are lost the Christ? Me Dink- Dinklage, Dinklage, Bradley Whitford, and Walter Goggins all play three schizophrenic patients. 1959. Let me see if I'm saying this right. Ypsilanti, Michigan. Ypsilanti, why, why Ypsilanti, 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 Michigan. You got to do. You got to do Midwest with the land. Okay, Ypsilanti. Now I'm sure. At, in 1959, it was the Ypsilanti Center for the Mentally Disturbed, or, or you know, sanitarium, or some some horrible name for 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 the uh, asylum that they had these three schizophrenic patients at. And Richard Gere plays the part of the doctor. And the idea is these three. The whole premise of the movie is these three schizophrenic patients all believe that they are Jesus Christ. And the doctor's approach to helping cure them is, I'm not going to deal with them individually, let's put all three of them in the room and point out the fact that all three of you can't be Jesus, so two of you have to be wrong, and let's figure this out together. I, I stumbled across the trailer for it online, and it looks amazing. It looks really... I, I know I'm not giving... I, actually, I told my wife about the movie, and then I showed her the trailer like two days later, and she's like, yeah, you're not doing this movie justice. This this trailer looks awesome, huh. but when you talked about it, it, it sounded like shit. So it's called The Three Christ? It's called Three Christ. They could have called it For Christ's Sake. Okay. <laughs> oh my fucking! And Lord. I do know Walter Goggins because he was in Vice Principals. He was in Vice Principals. He yes. was in Justified. He was in Dango Unchained, and he's currently on the new show Unicorn. You yeah. are like on in this stuff. He's. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Walter Goggins. I, 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 he's I believe a, he's from here. He, from oh, Birmingham, Michigan. Alabama. Actually, oh, okay. yeah. But he, he is the son of the South, and uh, excellent, excellent actor. And I. Extremely look forward to, to seeing. And that's going to be like broad release. It's kind of thing, as or? far as I know, it's coming out nationwide. You'd have to, you know, next month because if it's a if it's a religious shitstorm, 
could be a weekend, week in, week out, so mm-hmm. go see it quickly. Oh, and Stephen Root is also in it, who was in Barry, uh, and News Radio, and a number of other. He's and been in everything. Does he play in Barry? He's the guy that is Barry's um, kind of. What would you uh, contractor? Like, How would yeah, you say that? Yeah, manager. Manager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that manager. Yeah, he's been a lot of. He's shows. He's, awesome. the Red, he's the Red Stapler guy in Office Space. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. Um, and the I book, you have the book is called "Winners Take All: The Elite Charade of Changing the World." And it's by who? Anand Girdardas. And you can. Okay. He's the guy. If we've talked about yeah, him in the past, he's got the he's got bright silver gray hair, mm-hmm. and he thinks. Uh, philanthropists um, ah, that guy, are, that guy yeah. are wrong and ripping off the world. What was his previous book then? This is a newer book then, right? That's the. Uh, this was the one that he's pitching now. Yeah, but there was one about a year book. ago that we talked about on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the name of it was. Uh, it was it that one? Yeah, he's the. Oh. He that's that's he, it. This is it. This is his thing. He's oh. milking that thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Bringing down the plutocracy yeah, he, one podcast at a time. There you go. Good for him. Yep. Big fan. And your book? Um, So it's called This Life. I can't remember the subtitle, but about secular faith and something else. We'll look it up. We'll put a we'll put a link on there. Okay. It's kind of to me. It makes you know. That's one of the questions. Like when you leave religion, is like the afterlife is one of the things that you have to kind of give up on. And it's like, so what does that what does that mean? So he makes the connections on, you know, how to put the ultimate value on what you do in this life. He ties in um, Marxism into it. Is is like if you really want to live life to the full and, and, and do that for the most amount of people, you have to move towards democratic socialism. It feels very modern because he also makes this argument that you have to use your time the time well. Using your yeah. time without the finality of death Everything is kind of meaningless. You want to take advantage of the time you have now because it's all you got. And I like this analogy about, you know, like dogs. They don't really plan out their day or, you know, plan out what their life is going to unfold to be. Where we humans have that kind of, with with the brains that that have, you know, a a history and a a way to kind of project a future, we have that option to kind of You're saying that dogs are uh, piss poor pre-planners? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Okay. I, my, I, I, my, my dog just I, pre-plans for biscuits, and that's about that's, it. That it's sounds like, like a good plan to them, though. So <laughs> they have no con- something to be said about they have, very, they have a bad concept of time, from yeah, what I understand. Because yeah. like, you can literally you can leave for the weekend on vacation and come back, or you can walk to the mailbox and come back. Your dog's going to have pretty much the same reaction. Holy shit, it's you. What's up? Because they thought that. maybe you died when you went away, and they find out you didn't. So that's kind of exciting. I, think, I don't think it's quite that heavy. No, but I, think, yeah. I think it's just their lack of the concept of time. Yeah. So anyway, and meanwhile, cats could give a shit if you ever come home as long as there's food and a place to shit. I think yeah, they could they could care less. Definitely different than dogs. You're kind of an nuisance. How can you how can you argue with us? You can uh, send us an email at godlessheathens at yahoo.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Godless Podcast. How many podcasts would like to have that one? We could probably sell that Twitter handle for a pretty good little sum. 10, 11 bucks. Heck yeah. Facebook, you can join the Godless Heathens podcast discussion group, the closed, hidden, and private group. Just search for Godless Heathens. It'll come up. And so it's not that hidden and private. Well, it, 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 it's you have to search. It's it's not gonna. You have to do a it's little, like a fall little, little work. Little work. Actually, Kim Kim told me she on the way home. I was just thinking about this. 
On the way home the other day, she was behind a vehicle who had a license plate that said heathen on it. Ooh. That was their personalized license plate. Did she plate. honk and give them a thumbs yeah, up? Yeah, so now I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to, next time it's time to renew the license. I may see if Godless is available. And, and I can't wait to the, for them to tell you that that's not allowed. <laughs> yeah. And also iTunes. We just spent like the last week debating and discussing how algorithms, how algorithms work and how iTunes works. And uh, y'all sent more links back and forth a, a, about... We know that giving a review on iTunes is, is a waste of keystrokes. I mean, it's it no, not, not for us. No, not for us. No, they mean nothing to Apple. They mean but they mean absolutely us. Yes. 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 Tell us, yeah, write whatever. Go, please, go on iTunes. Leave a review. Leave a rating. Five stars. Leave a five star rating. Now, there's an argument, an ongoing argument about whether that does anything or not. We don't care. Um, and what we've actually learned over the last week is that is there's that, a way that we could we could actually artificially inflate our yeah. downloads and get on get on the uh, uh, the top charts. Well, and not, because we're atheists and really have no morals, yeah. it's okay for us. <laughs> so let's do it. Let's take the day off and do that. But no, it's subscriptions. It's how many people have subscribed to your podcast in the last week? So the best thing to do is, is subscribe. Su- is suggest your friends subscribe, even if they don't listen. Subscribe, subscribe. your friends when they're not looking. By all means, grab their grab phone, their phone and, and subscribe to the, to yeah. the Godless Heathens. And while you're there, go to go to iTunes and leave a five star review just in case. And so do that on your friends' on phone. Subscribe on Podbean. Yeah. Subscribe on Spotify. Spotify. Go to YouTube and its unholy right wing radicalizing algorithm, <laughs> and and click like and subscribe. I. Or listen to listen to, and subscribe on Overcast. The preser- the pre- the preserved. <laughs> yeah, what's in my water on the rock? Yeah, preferred yeah. iOS podcast app of two thirds of the Godless Heathens podcast. <laughs> Remember, it's better because Don can't use it. I have no idea. I'm completely and in the dark. Jeff is mad at Jesus. Yeah. So who's not going to be invited, Jeff? Well, no, I'm I'm saying let's have Jerry and Kirk. What's his name from Charlie uh, Kirk? Charlie Kirk from oh. this new place. Let's have them come on here. Let's. Mm. Make the open invitation to them. Mm. They can explain themselves. Oh. No, that would be awful. I'll tell you what. Jerry can come on, but he has to bring his pool boy. Okay. There's there's <laughs> conditions. There, yeah, conditions. there are definitely conditions. Thank you to our patrons. <laughs> we love we love and support you. <laughs> and and who would those be? I don't have. You can that. rattle them off off the top of your head. I there's Bob. All of them. There's Ashley. There is uh, Alan. And there is... Freethinker Dosu no Cinco. Cinco, yes. What Thank you it? again. What was the name of the show where they had the, like, the magic mirror? I see Billy and... Romper Room. Romper, Romper Room. room. Yeah. Yeah, so you're, yeah. I see, yeah. Yeah, like, I see Don. <laughs> no, you don't, bitch. I'm hiding behind the hot closet over here, man. You don't see nothing. That's yeah. freaking me out, man. Yeah. Don't you see me? All right. Well, that's all Thanks. we got. Good night. See y'all two weeks before. before. Just popped off now, Gorbachev is my friend, and Francis Notcher is my friend.
Patrick Gold, Frankie is my friend, and Love and Rockets are my friends, Love and Rockets are my friends, David, every one of them round the bend, and the Queen is my friend, and R.E.D. is my friend, and E.O.E., you know what I mean? With someone in the party, and the devil is my friend, and the devil is my friend, wherever I go, the devil goes. 